Welcome to the first episode of Neurodiverse Love, a podcast with myself, Mona, and Olga. And we're going to share with you a little bit about our journeys as we've explored two different kinds of relationships. I was married for 30 years and together for 32 years with a wonderful man who I still love dearly, who I had a child with and a roller coaster of a ride together. And Olga will tell her story. (laughs) So I had a boyfriend that um, I had a relationship for about almost a year with and I thought it was he was in the spectrum and so I needed to understand more of how things worked between us and so that's when I came to Mona a couple of years ago and said I think my boyfriend is in the spectrum and I need help because I have no clue Uh, my background just to start there is um, I am a dietitian and I'm also a lactation consultant and currently working on my doula certification so I'm all in the birthing and breastfeeding and infant and maternal health world Um, I don't have any background in social work or psychology or anything that can be related to what we're going to talk about, but I hope that my experience and our friendship that is what brought us here um, is going to to bring some light to to some paths because it has to our lives. Absolutely. And um, it's because of Olga that I even thought that my ex-husband might be on the spectrum. And we were working together at a maternal child health organization. And I'm a social worker. I have my bachelor's, my master's, and my PhD in social work and had never heard of Asperger's or ASD, the Autism Spectrum Disorder. I mean, I had heard it in passing, but I never had learned about it in school. And you might be asking yourself, why? And that's because when I went and got my bachelor's and my master's in the mid to late 80s, Asperger's wasn't even really a diagnosis and ASD wasn't. So there were other things that um, I knew I was seeing my husband experience like OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, um, and a little bit of paranoia and some anxiety, but I never ever thought that Asperger's was something that he was dealing with. So it's all Olga's fault. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it is. But I am glad that we started this journey together because when I... When I met um, that person at that time, I just felt like something was really different between us. And I have several friends who have children with um, the um, with autism or the spectrum. I, I see. I don't even <laughs> put the words right together. But um, I had some exposure to it, and when I met him, because I met him online, so we were, we had been kind of dating on the phone and then after a couple of months we met face to face and that's when I realized that something was not the same for both of us the way we talked the way we acted the way we reacted to different things made me feel like something was not um, 
the same. It was different. And I I came to Mona. Now you can understand. She was the social worker with a PhD. And I was like, okay, if someone is not going to judge me for <laughs> thinking that the person I was dating is in the spectrum and could help me, that was my friend Mona. So I came to her and said, can you please sit down and listen to me and please do not judge me because <laughs> I'm about to tell you I'm diagnosing <laughs> the person I'm dating and it, he may be in the spectrum. And so that's where it all started. And I described what his behavior was and we'll go into it a little more later. But that's when we started talking about and she realized that my description sounded just like her husband. And so it all began there. Absolutely. And one of the things, because I said I'd been married for almost 30 years, one of the things that I realized is when I first met uh, my husband, I thought he was very different. And I'll share with you a few of the things that he did that I had never seen anybody do. But you got to remember, we met when we were 21 and 56, almost 57 now. So he never smiled. He was very, very, very stoic and cold. And he had a fixation with um, always having something in his mouth. At the time, he would chew, I don't even know if they still have it, hubba bubba go, bubble gum. Um, his two favorite flavors were watermelon. They're really thick. Yeah, they're really thick bubble gum. <laughs> or he would have a straw, or both, and he would chew on the straw if he wasn't chewing the bubble gum. And he also smoked at the time. So he definitely had some oral fixation issues. Um, and I thought, well, that's cute. Um, <laughs> but we were working in a glass installation company. I was the receptionist and bookkeeper, and he was the foreman. And one day I went back into um, the factory to talk to him, and I found out that he was very spiritual. And some of you may remember Shirley MacLaine's book, which came out in the 80s called Out on a Limb. And for some reason, he shared with me that he had just finished that book. Now, mind you, I'm working in a glass installation company in Miami with a bunch of Hispanic men. And he is Cuban, American, and he's telling me this. That was like a red flag. There's... Maybe maybe not a red flag, but definitely a flag went up. And I'm like, he's different. Then he started sharing with me that he wrote songs. And I knew he was different. And that's when I asked him what he did on the weekends for fun. And he told me he went out to different clubs. And I said, well, I have a place I go to. Maybe you'd like to come with me. And that's where it all began. I asked him out and we went out on a date. That's awesome. (laughs) That's great. But see, there is something about um, them that it makes you like, okay, something is different, but at the same time, it's so attractive. There are so many things that also are so attractive and and you're drawn to to them and how how they talk and how they talk about different things, how how they listen to you. And a lot of things that happen during that moment are very confusing because it, it makes you yes. feel like, okay, this is amazing, this is different, <laughs> but it's different like in it's different different ways <laughs> that I can have with any other guy in the world. But at the same time, it, it starts creating this this thing on the back of your mind that something something is not. I'm not understanding it. It's not the same as how I process things, right? Mm -hmm. But 
he was extremely intelligent, as was your boyfriend, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> Which is a total turn on. Um, there's a confidence that they speak with when they're talking about the things that they're most passionate about, right? You yes. heard that often. A often. lot, yes. Yes. So um, we all know, or many of us know, that people on the spectrum have special interests. And when you engage somebody about their special interests, they can talk to you for hours because they have studied these issues from you know beginning to end and they are experts but if you talk to them about something that isn't a special interest it's a whole different story right Olga yeah that is right <laughs> and the the thing is that the the older they are the more time they they have been doing this so when you talk like we met when we were in our late 40s so it's been a, a, a entire life of reading about things and and for me it was very very attractive the fact that he identified that he had some limitation and limitations on how he understood people relationships relationships with women relationships um with friends with you know every social circle that he could be he identified that he didn't understand how they they communicated those codes that not you know they're not spoken mm -hmm. but they're underneath and we all know they're there and we respond to them because we know how to Uh, because our brains are prepared for that, but their brains are not. So what what he did was like pick up on all those things and started reading a lot about them. And he he is like a psychologist now because he's, <laughs> he has read so many books about you know human behavior and human relationships and women. And and now you know he's almost like an expert on on what we feel and how we feel and how, how our psychologists psychology um, functions so it was yeah. to me amazing to hear him tell the story on top of you know music and biochemistry and biology and politics and every single topic that he could be you know an expert in because he just doesn't read an article he would just read the article and then a book and another book and make sure he listens to all the podcasts he can right. <laughs> and uh watches all the youtube videos that he can to learn more and more and more about one and one topic and and i found that very fascinating See, it's, and, and it is it's fascinating so olga's talking about somebody in their 40s and she's talking about you know, somebody in 2018. And so for me, when my um, ex-husband was young, he would spend hours, if not days in the library. And he told me this. And at that time there was this thing called microfiche. And those people that are my age are gonna remember this. So you'd go to the library and you could see all the archives in the microfiche of articles from journals or newspapers. And it fascinated him to look for things that he was interested in. He was interested in astronomy. He was interested in politics. He was interested in, in world wars. And he would look for these stories and this information and he became an expert in a lot of different areas. And 
I have to be honest with you, that was a real turn on because he could he could share this knowledge with such passion and it was exciting. I mean, at 21 to see somebody like that at 21, most guys are not interested in the in-depth conversations that he could have with me about subjects I knew nothing about. But it turned me on because he knew so much and wanted to share. And I'm a great listener. And so yeah, is Olga. <laughs> Yes, and we, we when I started dating him, it was great because it was on the phone, and we could be hours on the phone talking f- about so many things in in depth, and yeah. and it's it's hard to find someone that can you know talk for a long time, and particularly men are not really good about being on the phone for a long time. They're right. very practical, especially neurotypical men, right. who just you know to the to the point or. You know, not not this long conversations and getting into the little details right. about everything. <laughs> so it was fascinating to me, and I started, you know, falling for it, and and it was great. I mean, I I love that. And when I only this was very special to me. Only when I met him personally, face to face, is when I realized that something was different between us because of the physical connection. Like it, it felt different. It didn't. It wasn't about feeling, but it was. It was different, and right. so I felt like I am missing something that I. I feel like I need to understand better to be able to have a relationship with him. But of course, he was also very sweet and very romantic, and some some other things that came into play and helped me, you know, go on and one day at a time to understand what we we had. And so how we were going to experience this whole journey of creating a relationship. And I, I, I think I have to say now, so everybody understands that at this point, I felt bad because I was diagnosing him and he didn't know. Right. <laughs> right. He didn't know. Um, and, and I think he still doesn't accept it that um, he may be in the spectrum. But he had some acceptance of um, being, you know, um, having ADHD. So there were some traits that he accepted that he had. So it made a little bit easier to talk about it at some points. But just to, to, you know, put it there uh, on the table that where we were at that time, um, both of us, when we were starting that relationship yeah and I think I think what you said Olga is really important because I think with online dating apps and being able to talk and text long distance relationships because of that option I think it's much easier for people who are on the spectrum to have relationships with people and for them to get to know them before they actually meet in person and we'll talk about um, the men that I dated after my ex-husband and I separated because it turns out the first two men I dated were on the spectrum and both have children on the spectrum. So that was interesting, but we won't talk about that today. But I, th- I think um, what we wanted to share with you is that this is the kind of conversation we're going to have during our podcast. I'm going to share from my perspective, my 30 plus years with a man that I still love we are divorced, um, but we do have, I think, a cordial relationship, and hopefully it'll be a friendship over the next however many years, and how maybe he's coming to understand some things that he brought into the marriage that definitely 
could have been addressed differently. And I'm realizing that I brought some things into the relationship that could have been addressed differently. And the purpose of this podcast is not for us to share a diagnosis with adult men that we were with, but for us to share the trials and tribulations that we have gone through. Me a lot longer than Olga, but if she had not, if she had not dated this this person, I would never have had this realization. And it has helped me so much over the past few years to accept things that maybe I couldn't accept before and to work through them. So we hope that you'll join us. Uh, we plan to release at least one po- podcast every week. And we'll have a place where you all can send us questions or if you're interested in having us talk about a particular issue, we'd be happy to. And we're going to go through my entire 30 plus year journey and Olga's year plus and (laughs) her accelerated learning and my really slow learning. And as you can tell, we're really good friends. We laugh together. We share a lot together and we know each other really well. And we hope you'll join us every week for the Neurodiverse Love Podcast. I'm Mona. I'm Olga. Hope you all have a wonderful week. Bye.